where we empower you to make evidence-based, sustainable, and transformative changes for your health, leading to a more vibrant and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Abby Sacier, a non-diet registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, and master's graduate from Columbia University. I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly. So I'm so happy that you're here so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable, healthy lifestyle is possible, and you can leverage that to live a better life. And remember my disclaimer, this podcast is meant to give you general information and it's not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. Y'all, this episode, we just finished recording, Hannah and I. Y'all are going to love Hannah Calhoun. And this episode is so mind-blowing. I learned so much. I had revelations. This is going to transform how you see yourself and give you so much more language for what you can say to yourself on a negative body image day when you feel like your body is just fighting against you and when you're feeling really frustrated with yourself, your health, and your happiness. Oh, so good. So Hannah and I actually connected on Instagram and that's how we found each other. And she is just such a godsend. Love her. She's in her dietetic internship right now. She already has her master's in nutrition and dietetics. And she also has a pediatric nutrition certification, which is really cool, all from Florida International University. So she's based in Miami, a slay girl. And she's about to graduate from her dietetic internship in January of 2024. So only a couple months from this recording, we're very excited from her. And she has a lot of experience with eating disorders at the residential level, post-hospitalization. She's done intensive outpatient levels of care. Like she has a lot of experience. And her Instagram account, which we'll link in the show notes, every.body.nutrition, everybodynutrition is where she posts all of her evidence-based content. And that's how I found her. And I found her from this one post that she put that said, like, say this, not that. And it's, she posted, you know, here's something that people normally say, and here's how to reframe that in a positive way. It was just so good. So, so good. So I knew I had to bring her on the show so that we could talk about this more. And now her and I have like become friends. Like she's just so awesome. So I can't wait to dive into this episode and for y'all to get these insights. It's incredible. So I'll see you in the interview. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being on with us today. We appreciate you joining the Be About Being Better podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, girl. Thank you so much. I love connecting with you on Instagram and just following your journey and I was super inspired to do an episode like this based on several of your posts, like the series that you've been doing, Say This, Not That. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we need to talk about that because you had so many good reframes. I was like, select. Yeah. You're so <laughs> You know, sometimes you make a post and you're like, oh, I don't really know like how this one's going to do. And yeah, everybody, you know, really like resonated with it. And so, Yeah. I was very pleased. Like, we know that the thoughts that we're having, I think at some level, that this is not serving us. This is maybe a more like destructive thought or just, you know, sending us down more of a shame spiral. But if we don't have the language, if we don't have something to replace it with, and we only have that negative thought, like, we'll just keep reinforcing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle too because it's like, oh, would that be so negative? Instead of saying, I hate my body, 
say you love your body and people are like, well, I don't. And so I like, I feel like a lot of the reframes that are out there that are people are encouraged to say aren't even really realistic. And so instead of saying like, oh, I hate my body, like you don't have to say, oh my gosh, I love it so much. I'm so beautiful and amazing. You could just say, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable with myself right now. And maybe even dig deeper and say like, I'm feeling a little bloated or I'm feeling not very strong. So identifying exactly what you feel. So it's not like, you know, dipping our toes into toxic positivity, but it's like digging deeper into what we're feeling and naming it. Yes. And honoring that, like, it's okay to have feelings and negative feelings about your body. Like it, it's okay. Might not be necessarily serving you, but it's okay to acknowledge that because then you can start to work through it. And just because you have thoughts doesn't mean that you have to take disordered action on those thoughts. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that that really shows someone who's healing, whether they're healing from disordered eating behaviors or recovering from a diagnosed eating disorder. The thoughts might still be there. They might be less loud. They might be in the back of our mind instead of in the forefront of our mind. But it's really about what are we doing with those thoughts? Are we taking them and running into, you know, disordered practices, disordered movement, disordered eating? Or are we like acknowledging them and just letting letting the feelings exist? Or taking productive steps to to address how we're feeling. Like if I'm feeling super inflamed and bloated and stuff, I might be like, okay, let me get out of these freaking skinny jeans and put on some more comfortable pants. You know, I was talking about this on TikTok. And of course, this is the post that goes viral where I'm talking about how much weight I've gained and on the toes don't fit. It's like, all right, y'all. No, but seriously, I do appreciate the views in the, in the comments. But I'm just like, of course. The juicy details. A dietitian gained weight. Let's literally know. And so I was talking about, I was like, oh, fall is my favorite season. And like literally not of my fall clothes. Yeah. It's just so, you know, disappointing, frustrating. And I was just going down the shame spiral. And I was like, I was having urges of going back into dieting. Like, okay, nope. Just because yeah. doesn't mean I have to do anything about it. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, you know, I do need to buy some new clothes. As frustrating as that is to spend money on that. It having clothes that are stabbing me in my sides, squeezing me. I feel like I'm leaving like marks on your stomach or whatever on your waist. Like it's the worst. It is. And it constantly is triggering me. Yeah. And it reminding me that like I have gained weight. So it's bringing more attention to it where if I just had clothes that fit like, yes, it's uncomfortable to get a larger size. It was already uncomfortable for me the last season to get the size that I had. Now I got to get something larger. So. That's right. something I have to reconcile. But wow, I'd rather have clothes that fit and are comfortable so I'm not constantly re-triggering myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? It's like you can also analyze like what has happened in the last year. Like obviously you did your dietetic internship. So balling on a budget or not even a budget, like non-existent money. Okay. <laughs> balling on being broke. <laughs> so working full time for free and not only for free, but paying to do the internship. And it's, I don't know how long yours was. Mine is eight months. How long was yours? Mine was 10 months. Okay. See? Yeah. So basically a whole year of full-time work with no little to no income, you're paying to do it. You know, you're switching locations. There's, you have a, basically a different boss every couple months with a different style and a different personality. And you're still trying to learn and you're still trying to like show that you know stuff, but also like Ask the right question. It's like a very stressful time. So you're stressed and, you know, you probably I have had less time to engage in movement that I enjoy during the internship. Like, I'll just say that, like my schedule is always changing. So I can't do like the exercises that I love. 
So my body is probably going to be like up and down, you know, throughout this time. And so like you can you can, yes, like buy the bigger size because you deserve to be comfortable and clothes are supposed to fit us. We're not supposed to fit into them. But also assess like what has happened in the last year? Like was this weight gain like necessary? Maybe I was like undernourishing myself last year. Maybe I was over exercising or maybe I just went through a lot. My body just changed. And now as I adopt a new routine and a new schedule and a new self-care like plan, you know, maybe my body will go back, but I'm not going to hold on to this pair of jeans that's like stabbing me in my waist with the hopes that my body goes back to the size it was before. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. You know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we can't necessarily hope for that. And right. that can't stop us from doing things in the present moment that would make us feel comfortable. So I need to right. go buy new clothes. And with that, there are some healthy habits that I that aren't clicking for me right now. So those are some tangible action steps that I can take that aren't disordered. Like I need to be moving my body in a way that feels good more consistently than I am now. So that's one thing where I'm like, mm, you know, I'm not over exercising, but I need to at least for me, three days a week, at least three. And it helps with the dogs that I have to do some yeah. longer walks. And that I, I'm just really resonating with longer walks right now versus yeah. any hit workouts or any cardio. So, all right, I need to go on like three long walks a week. That seems manageable. I've always been consistent with that. So I was like, all right, let's do that as like a bare minimum. And my sleep, my bedtimes and my wake times have been very inconsistent. And we oh, know, oh. I mean, yeah, it changes your hunger. I mean, it keeps, you know, it changes your digestion. It can have you feel more inflamed. So it can impact what? your stress, which, yeah, can also affect all those things. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I feel like that's probably the root of it is like with lack of sleep, you're just more stressed and that's changing your hormones and like all those other things. Yeah. yeah. Like what you were saying about like your movement has changed and you're not doing as much as as you have learned feels comfortable for you. Some people, and like, I just want to highlight like everybody's movement preference is different like people like to do different kind of things you know different movement things like obviously cardio is good for your cardiovascular health strength training is like important for like you know your bone density your muscle mass all of that you know so people kind of can like go into like oh I'm like a lifter and I never do cardio and I'm like okay whatever I was like super into hit and then which if people don't know that stands for high intensity interval training like high impact, like fast movement, you know, it's usually like a 60 minute workout. It's not going to be like a two hour lift session. So it's quick, it's high impact. And then I like started to, you know, have like some pains and stuff in my body. So I dropped that. I started doing yoga and not even like the strength training yoga, like literally just like the sleeping on the yoga mat, like in the fetal position yoga, like, like that. And that was what I needed at that time. That was what I needed. And I did that for a few months. And then I kind of like went transitioned to like walking and then like walking faster, dabbling in a little bit of running here and there, like not anything extreme, kind of like exploring like, you know, my limits with that. And then I went back to hit. And now I, I like to do like for you, your thing is three times a week. My thing is like twice a week, you know, but I'm I'm good for once a week with my schedule and stuff lately. And And I right. think like, there can be a lot of shame and judgment in, you know, the ebbs and flows of our, you know, desire to move, our interest in certain, you know, movement methods and styles. Like we can really get down on ourselves about about that. 
Like I was kind of like, I kind of cried when I was like moving away from the hit training and going into yoga. I was like, I've just I've done this so long and I felt so strong and I'm, I'm not going to be strong anymore. I'm kind of judging myself and the possible outcomes that could come from shifting my movement style. But you have to honor like what your body is asking for in different seasons. Yeah, because it might be oh. overtaxing. Yeah. And then it's having the opposite effect. That it leaves right. you more depleted when exercise should be giving us more energy and endorphins. Like that runner's high, quote unquote, is yeah. very real. So yeah, if seasons aren't necessarily calling for that, we have to give ourselves grace and be flexible. And right. that's why I like to say movement versus exercise. Because I think yeah. people say exercise, they have one definition of what that right. is. It has to be an hour. I have to be sweating. It has to, you have to be at the gym. Day. Like, yeah, really intense. And yeah, very formal. And no, there's so many different ways to move your body. And in a really busy season, you're more yeah. likely to show up for moving your body more consistently and have, you know, the hours and the minutes start to stack up. It's like, oh, wow, over the course of the week, I ended up doing, you know, couple hours, you know, more than what I was doing before, it's easier for you to show up a smaller barrier for entry when there's so many different ways that you can move your body. And it, it just, it can look different. You're being more flexible with yourself. Yes. That's so good. Well, a huge thing that you talk about on your page is body neutrality or weight neutrality. I don't think we've really talked about that too much on the show, but what I have mentioned in previous episodes is what you had mentioned before, where it's not always realistic to be super body positive. And if your reframe is like, oh my gosh, I love my body. Like you're probably not going to believe that if you were just saying two seconds ago that you hate your thighs. Just because we can't be body positive doesn't mean that we now have permission and should be body negative. Right. So this shift has become, okay, let's try and be more weight neutral. So could you mm -hmm. explain kind of what that is, how we find that and how that benefits us? Yeah. So weight neutrality or body body neutrality for just me as like a woman in the world would look like kind of what we were talking about. Like, okay, you noticed that you have gained weight in the last year. I've noticed like, you know, personal body changes and stuff. I wouldn't say like weight gain, but maybe like a shift in body composition a little bit. And so Instead of acknowledging that and being like, oh, I can't believe I gained weight. I suck. Like my body's gross now. It's awful. I'm not attractive anymore. Instead of focusing on that and like staying in the body negative, it's just like, okay, you know, I gained weight or I'm feeling a little more jiggly lately for me. My arms are jiggling when I brush my teeth. No, it's kind of like, just like, oh, this is, this is an observation that I'm making about my body that exists in this world and it's like data obviously my my muscle mass has changed a little bit and let me think about why that could be oh that's because like I haven't been able to go to the gym and do my little strength training sessions uh, and so that's why and it's just very like matter of fact um, and so it's it's without judgment it's without and then let's say like I do get back into it and, you know, my biceps are popping and stuff and I'm feeling good or whatever. It's kind of like, OK, so, you know, now I'm I'm strong. Like I gotten back to what feels, quote unquote, normal for me in regard to like my strength. But it's not like I'm better now than I was before. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
And I almost think that takes like some level of maybe nutrition knowledge or knowledge of like maybe even like your menstrual cycle or just like other more like tangible facts that could be going on. So it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm not a failure. It's like, no, you're not a failure. You're just right. your period in a couple of days. You're in right. your gluteal phase. We bloat at this time. So that can just like logically be like, oh, okay, I'm not doing anything wrong. My body's just going through a season. Or, right. Oh my, I didn't eat enough today or I didn't drink enough water or, you know, I ate something that was really salty yesterday and that that tends to make us more inflamed the next day. Hey, I got less sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are like some other things? Oh, if you had a really intense workout the day before, yeah, you're probably going to be more inflamed because your body's repairing your muscles. Right. It's sending so many nutrients there. It's trying to, you know, repair the muscles that that were damaged in the workout, which is exactly that's what naturally happens. So you can almost be more neutral with it and not catastrophize. Yes. Yes. Like you're not, you're not, there's no spiral. There's yes. no like body negative shame based spiral that happens. I like what you said about like you're about to get your period. So when I'm about to get mine, I like want to inhale all the carbohydrates inside of the grocery store. And I might be like, what is the matter with me? And then obviously like the next day I get my period. And of course I am bloated too and stuff. And I might like look in the mirror and be like, I look like this because I just ate a bunch of carbs. But it's not, it's not true. Like, you know, the bloating and the craving for carbohydrates like is because I'm about to get my period and that's just what happens to me you know and there's there's a reason for that in in our body and then you also said weight neutral so a weight neutral person would be maybe like a provider like a weight neutral medical doctor a weight neutral registered dietitian that's basically someone like you or myself who you're a registered dietitian i'm loading so the processing almost a registered dietitian well, so us as like weight neutral registered dietitians would understand basically the same thing that we would understand for for our own body. Like if a client, you know, comes up to us in a bigger body, we're not automatically going to be like, yeah, I calculated your BMI and you're overweight. So we're going to have to fix that. Like that's not that's not what we're doing. We're like, OK, like let's take a look at let's take a look at your habits. You know, what does your sleep look like? What does your movement look like? You know, what does your intake look like? What's, what's your stress levels? What do you have access to in regard to like, yeah. you know, a gym or a park or a grocery store? And so we're kind of just, we're not looking at this person and being like, oh my gosh, their body is bigger than mine and, you know, what I deem ideal. And so they must be doing something wrong or they don't have enough willpower. We're not associating weight with morals. And we're not assuming that like, yeah, someone's weight is the result of them not trying hard enough or not living healthy enough because it's the reality is that it's it's so multifactorial that we just, you know, you can't look at someone who is overweight or in a larger body and say like, oh, you just need to go to the gym. What if they do five days a week? We don't know. Right. You know, you can't look at someone and assume their habits. So like weight neutrality and this whole concept is really working to untangle that weight means health. Right, right. Let's say like we're working with someone and then all of a sudden they lose, you know, X amount of pounds. We're not going to be like, hey, oh my gosh, this is great. I'm so glad. I'm so happy for you. We would be like, okay, like how did you do that? How did that happen? What happened that, that you lost that weight? And if they say, well, you know, I started skipping dinner and I 
didn't have breakfast and I only had lunch. And like we find out that their lunch didn't even have a protein and stuff. And they were like exercising for four hours. Like it's like, okay, this is not good. Now the weight loss is not a good thing. It's like, are we promoting health or are we promoting be skinny no matter what it takes? Yes. Oh, and, you know, just in my experience working with so many clients over the last five years, some of our clients that are in smaller bodies have the most disordered habits where we have clients that are maybe even 350, 400 pounds that exercise for four or five days a week. They're meal prepping. They're hitting their water goal. They're getting adequate. They're meditating, journaling yeah. in the morning. Like they're doing all of the things and their body's going to, you know, sit where, where it naturally wants to sit. And because yeah. weight is multifactorial, we right. can't really say what that is, but- right. Their labs are literally perfect where I have clients that are in a smaller body, their cholesterol's through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. So th there's just so, so much to it. And we just really can't look at someone and know without a shadow of a doubt that they are healthy or unhealthy. And there's hormones that, that come into it. There's genetic predispositions that, that play into it. You don't know. Like people say... It's funny because I'll read comments on Instagram, which is a horrible idea. If you ever want to have faith in humanity, don't read Instagram comments because that will just go out the window. Like people are so ridiculous. It literally makes me want to like cry. People will say like the gym bros or whatever that obviously didn't study nutrition and dietetics will will comment something like, yes, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. And like, dude, it was diet and exercise. It would be like 1% of the population would be overweight. If it right. were that simple, nobody would be in the hospital. Hospitals would be shut down. They wouldn't exist. Medical professionals wouldn't exist. No need for them. You know what I mean? Like if that was like the be all end all of, you know, physique and health, it's like nobody would need help. That would be the answer. It's more than that. It's so, it's much, so much more, more than, than that. that. And my clients that are in larger bodies, they are like, top tier they would be at the executive level if this was if dieting was a company they would be the executive level. like literally professional dieters it's not for a lack of willpower or discipline yeah because they have tried every diet and they have done the best they can like they just keep trying like yeah because they're just you know striving to lose weight and it's so it's diet culture wants to make it seem like it's our fault for failing and not being able to follow through on the diet when it was a faulty system Right. The diet was going to fail. The, the diet right. is not sustainable. If your health plan has a start date and an end date, it's not it's not realistic. Like what what happens when it's over? Why do you have to start being healthy and stop being healthy? Then it's not then it's not healthy, you know, because like you, it shouldn't. And, you know, we, we talk about different seasons of life where different things are are more feasible. Like right now, it's really hard for me to go to the gym, but it's not, you know, like there's a flow of life that. We're not robots. The difference between saying, hey, in this season, this is the healthy habit that I'm going to prioritize, bring more intention to. Right. Versus saying, I'm doing this cleanse for 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. Or okay, like, I'm going to try like intermittent fasting, like throughout the holidays. First of all, why would you do that? Don't do that to yourself. Eat the big pie. It'll be way more out of control with food if you start dieting. And it's like, like you know, especially around Thanksgiving, Christmas, like don't just don't do that to yourself. That makes me miserable thinking about it oh my gosh oh. wait I have to tell you something oh my gosh so I was on the phone with my mom the other day and I'm so proud of my mom because she is like in the thick of diet culture 
but she stood up. She's on the wellness committee for New York State. And I at first I was like nervous. I was like, Mom, you're on the wellness committee. I'm like, but but she stood up and she stood up in the meeting and they wanted to do this don't gain, just maintain. The only thing that should be stuffed this season is the turkey like step challenge or something. And they were gonna weigh everyone, count your steps. Oh my gosh. So my mom stood up in the meeting and was like, absolutely not. We are not doing this. No. It is not your employer's job to be like monitoring your weight, no. monitoring your steps. That's not their job. They should be monitoring your performance. Hello. Right. Um, right. Or they could say, oh, yeah, we want to make sure that you guys have time to take care of yourself. So we're going to give you more PTO that you could take time off and like go to the spa, get a massage, you know, do the Pilates class that you want to do. Like, you know. It's like, okay, do that. If you give me that, then then okay, maybe. But not if we're like trying to control my weight. Like that's weird. Like so much shame and just like rooted in diet culture. Like, is that really your employer's place? So I'm really proud of my mom for, you know, to give her a little shout out. I'm proud of her for standing up in that meeting. And she said, Wow, I didn't really realize until I was in that meeting how much your content has really impacted me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like that just gives me so much joy. That she had the language to be able to say that and realize, I mean, oh, this is not right. This is yeah. doing people more harm than it is good. Yeah. Uh, for someone that kind of grew, like I grew up with really an, an almond mom. So for wow. her to be able to see and say that, wow, like that was huge. So that's awesome. That really is that to see it click in people who, you know, like were so had like diet culture ingrained in their in the core of their brain. like. It's to see it click and to hear them like put it together in their own words. You're like, yes, you're like, my work here is done. But, Published. but and, you know, for anyone that like, hasn't worked with, you know, either of us, but is listening to the podcast, like just know you can get so much and so much knowledge for yourself and see real transformation and transform people in your lives just by listening to this content and getting a different narrative yeah. and starting to challenge what diet culture has been really like brainwashing us with so it really it really can make a difference and brainwashing women you know can we talk about that for a minute like it like i mean obviously like men are not you know immune to to the wrath of diet culture and i think there's a lot of pressure for like men to be jacked and ripped and whatever and jawline and you know six foot four whatever (laughs) like there is pressure okay but but if you look at the creators of all of the the common diets that mostly women do, they're all just like old men, you know, like the South Beach diet and the Adkins diet. And the marketing is towards women, you know. So it's like, why are yeah. why are men trying to tell us what our body should look like? But that's right. weird. That's weird. Exactly. And whenever we have a negative thought about ourselves. Like, think about who profits from that. Yeah. You shaming yourself and feeling like you are a failure and that you need to be fixed. Yeah. There was a quote, and I don't know who the quote comes from. So pardon me. (laughs) The quote giver. It says, diet culture forces women to face the mirror instead of the world. And I was like, wow. Wow. That's good. Yeah. That's so true. That's real. Because if we're hungry and we're lightheaded and we're insecure and just, you know, so like small, 
you know, physically and like in our head. When I think of like when I feel most insecure, like I feel like small, like I want to disappear. Like I don't want to take up space. I don't want my voice to take up space. I don't want my body to take up space. I don't want my, you know, stupid opinions to take up space. And like, you know, why do we have to be like small? We're allowed to exist. We're allowed to to speak and to exist and to take up space and to, you know, go out there and like conquer the world, conquer your your thing. You know, if your thing is like marketing and sales, conquer it. If your thing is like nutrition and dietetics, go, go, go do it. Like yeah, if your thing is like fashion or like, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, which is a full-time job, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Then be like, do it and be be the best at it. I just think like how much time is wasted. Like if our mirrors could keep track of how long we spent in front of them, nitpicking every inch of our bodies, like like at the end of our life, how much time have we spent in front of the mirror? And how much of that time was like, oh, like I I just love my outfit. Like, you know, how much of that time was like positive? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I hope that people really, really think on that. And the next time that you do look in the mirror, maybe think like, could I say something positive to myself? Yeah. If you have a negative thought, maybe we can work to reframe that. And hopefully this episode will give you some reframes. So yeah, kind of walk us through like, what are some common things that you hear your clients, your audience saying, and how do you help them reframe that? Yeah. So Going off of what we were just talking about right now, like one thing that I personally do for myself, like talking about the jeans and the body changes and stuff. If I put on a pair of jeans and I see like some skins bulging and stuff, instead of being like, oh, like I'm just so like fat today, I could say like these pants are not serving me right now. What else can I wear that's more comfy? So I'm acknowledging that I don't like the pants. I'm acknowledging that I don't feel comfortable in them, but I'm not blaming my body. And then there's also a solution because I'm going to change out of the pants and find better ones that in my closet, you know, that serve me. Another thing that people say that's more like food related is I want to eat less chemicals. First of all, take a chemistry class. Everything's chemicals. Yeah. So throw out the H2O because that's a chemical compound. But anyway, everything's chemicals. But like, so it's like, well, what are, what are you actually trying to say? Like, maybe you're eating a lot of packaged foods maybe that's that's how you feel with like long ingredient lists which you know usually packaged foods have like a pretty hefty ingredient list so maybe what you're really saying is that you would like to prepare more food at home from scratch so i'd like to start cooking more food at home that's a reasonable thing to say and you're kind of saying the same kind of thing you know with more like fresh whole ingredients and then i can make it that's okay. Right. Getting like, to the root of yes, it. Yes, yes. And you're not judging the packaged foods that do serve a purpose when you're either on a budget or on a crunch for time, you know. So, yeah, that, that's that's another reframe. Uh, you can also say to that, too, like, okay, I acknowledge that I'm in a really, like, when I was in my dietetic internship, I, I really had to rely on a lot of convenience foods, prepackaged foods, yes. stuff that I could just throw in the microwave, frozen dinners. And I just had to acknowledge, like, I'm in a season right now. I have to give myself grace. I have a goal of maybe not ha like have making more meals from scratch at home. That's not realistic for me right now. So I'm just going to give myself grace and yeah. and leave it at that and acknowledge the season that you're in and know that that's that's okay. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because I always tell people, because people will, you know find out that I study nutrition and dietetics. I'm becoming a registered dietitian. They'll be like, okay, well. 
what do you think about like Wendy's or like McDonald's or like Chick-fil-A or whatever? And I'm like, it's better to eat than just, oh my God, my watch is talking to me. You're like, yeah, your watch is like, yeah, I don't have an answer for that. I'm like, yeah. I was like, that's exactly what I was going to say. Thank you, Siri. I, like, I better not say her name or she'll just jump in as an extra guest on here. So people will ask me like, what do you think about like fast food restaurants? Like, should I eat it or what should I do? And I'm like, Okay, I'm just thinking about myself, like Christmas shopping. You know, you're out longer than you plan to be and you're suddenly starving. Instead of like forcing yourself to stay starved just to go like eat and make something at home. Like if you want to go pick something up because you're literally famished, like do it. It's better to eat than to starve. It's okay. Like that one like moment. Sometimes I'm out running errands. I always like relate this to Christmas time. That's when I'm like dizziest out, like there's traffic. Sometimes I'm like, dang, I really want some Wendy's right now. And like, that's fine. You know, you get it. You enjoy it. You're like, oh, I remember when I used to eat this when I was younger. And then you move on. You nourish yourself. You move on. Or if you're on like a long road trip and like you run out of snacks and there's traffic and it's taking six hours instead of four. Like you go to a rest stop and there's like just a Taco Bell. Like, get it. It's okay. Nourish your body. Your body's not going to be like, oh, this is Taco Bell. Like, we're going to turn this just straight into fat on your body we're not even going to use it for your brain or anything it looks like you know your your body just breaks it breaks down the food so you know don't don't strip too part about stuff like that so like yeah convenience foods serve a purpose and we don't have to have shame and and judgment around them so another thing that that people say is a lot of times people will say i feel fat And there's a lot around that. And it might be too much for a person to process at one time. So my first question would be like, well, why is fat inherently bad? That's like a whole topic for another day. But so if you're saying I feel fat and I have said this before in the past, I have felt like this. I have very close friends that say this and, and feel this. And what I challenge myself and others, you know, in that moment because in that moment, you don't want to hear, well, I fat bad, blah, blah, blah. I feel like, I feel like crap. Just leave me alone. Stop giving me lecture. <laughs> so yeah. what I challenge myself to think about is to dig deeper and be like, okay, what I am usually feeling is like extra bloated. Or maybe I'm just like, you know, you know, again, like the clothes are just not serving me. Like I, I feel bloated. I feel, I feel uncomfortable with my body right now. Fat is not a feeling. It's not a feeling. And that's why, yes, fat is not a feeling. That's why I encourage people to dig deeper. I'm like, what are you really feeling? And maybe you're feeling so insecure that you want to like shrink, right? And so you feel like too insecure to take up space right now. And so you want to feel smaller. So you can identify it as like, I'm just feeling really insecure about myself today. So and, you know, I, I don't like saying, like, I feel fat because it's like, why is that bad? Fat is not a feeling. And, like, you know, if if you are fat, like, you don't have to feel bad just because you're fat. Like, you know what I mean? So using it as, like, a, a complaint about yourself. Like, fat doesn't inherently mean, like, ugly. And so it's just a, it's just a lot to, to unpack there. But, yeah, fat does not. It's not a feeling. It's yes, not a feeling. Yes. So, like, and dig deeper. Yes, dig deeper. And once you identify what that is, whether that's you're feeling insecure, you're feeling more bloated or just frustrated, stressed that day, lonely. There's so many different things that you could be feeling that day once you get to the root of it, acknowledging, even though I feel this, Mm -hmm. I still deserve to nourish myself 
Yes. Yes. I still deserve, you know, to take care of myself and to nourish myself. And it's like, if I'm having like a hard body image day, you know, and I'm really drained and I really want to nap and then I see myself in the mirror, I'm not going to force myself to run on the treadmill because I'm feeling bad about myself. If I need to rest, I'm going to rest. Like, you know, you got to you got to be able to take care of yourself. And again, like that's the difference of like the people that are healing coming out of this disordered lifestyle there. The thoughts might still pop up every now and then, but it's the actions that follow the thoughts. You know, what are you doing with those thoughts? Are you still choosing to take care of yourself regardless of your emotions about yourself and how you look? Yeah. And in my experience coaching clients through this, they need to first acknowledge the thoughts and get deep. Like, what are we really feeling? before their actions can really change mm-hmm. but it, but it takes time so give yourself grace in that process but acknowledging yeah. your thoughts bringing more awareness to it and realizing that these thoughts aren't serving you and working to get to the root what am like this is what i'm saying to myself but what am i really feeling what do right. i really mean by that then you're from there that unlocks a whole other layer okay i can sit with this or i'm gonna have to sit with this negative emotion for a little bit what's a kind of healthier way to cope that's maybe like outside of food if you typically turn to food to cope and how do I kind of cope with this in a non-disordered way Mm -hmm. where I still am nourishing myself and still respecting my body yeah so moving away from destructive coping mechanisms to productive coping skills is important very important for for all of us Another thing that people say is, like, I just want to cut out carbs. I just want to cut out carbs. And I'm like, okay, we need carbs. Number one. Number two, what are you really feeling? Like, are you feeling like maybe like your your days have been a little carb heavy? You know, we need them, but maybe like you feel like you haven't been getting enough protein. You want to, you know, have some more non-starchy vegetables and stuff. And that's like more of a a concrete statement to say like, I think I need to like amp up the protein a little or I think I need to prioritize protein a little in the next few meals. Like, you know, that's like a concrete statement that you can take action from. But saying like, I just want to cut carbs. It's like very extreme. There's judgment. And then it's kind of just like, you're not fucked up, but you're not like making a a plan that you could stick to. Because again, like that's like, I'm going to cut carbs. I'm going to go on keto. And then how long is that going to (laughs) last? How are you going to feel? How long is it going to last? But saying like, I'd like to start prioritizing protein. Then you can like look up different protein sources or ask your registered dietitian. And then you can decide which ones you like combining plant-based with, you know, animal protein, if that's something that you do. And and then finding a fun carb to go with it. It's more of a, a concrete statement that really expresses how you actually feel and and gives you something to to, to move with you know gives you gives you a solution that you can take i like that like not being so extreme but say right. hey i'm still gonna have carbs because i need carbs so our body's right. preferred and primary energy source but i need to bring more intention to what i've been lacking that doesn't mean i have to just because you're having more protein doesn't mean you have to have less carbs or we have to give them up entirely mm-hmm. it's just a shift shift in priorities temporarily yeah. Or intention, really. So good. I love this. Beep, Sarah. No, I love it. And it's good. It's good to talk about it. It's good to, because it's good. It's good for us, too. Because I don't know about you, but my brain is not like, you know, perfect all the time, every day. Like, 
you know, I get tired, I get overwhelmed. And I'm like, ah, like last night I was feeling like I I had a really long drive from the site that I'm rotating at right now. And there was so much traffic. I just wanted to get home. I was tired. My jeans were like stabbing into me. I had like some like like a mini bread thing, like bag that in the car, like kind of like one of those little things that you could like jam on or whatever. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm so hungry. And so I literally like just like opened it and was like eating it while I was driving. And I felt better because I was hungry. I had like so much though. And I was like, oh, kind of kind of a little too much there. And then I got home and I was like, oh, like I just felt like I just wanted to take off my clothes that I had been wearing for like 12 hours at that point. I just wanted yeah. to take a shower. My hair was dirty. And my fiance was like, do you want to go eat dinner tonight? And what I wanted to say was, I never want to eat ever again in my life. Like, I just felt so, like, full and bloated and tired. And I wanted to take a shower. And I didn't want anyone to talk to me. And so I was like, go away. You know, like, what I should have said or what I could have said would have been, like, I feel so, like, I just feel so yucky right now. And, like, I just ate, you know, a ton of that whatever over there. And like, I'm just like, so not hungry right now that that doesn't sound appetizing to me. But let me take a shower, but I'll blow dry my hair, and then we can talk about dinner. And like, obviously, right. by the time dinner was ready, like, I ate it and I was hungry, you know? But in that moment, you're just like, well, see, you know? <laughs> like, you yeah, just feel you weren't really hungry. Yeah. yeah, I like wasn't hungry. And I was like feeling yucky. I had just driven for like an hour, or not really driven. I was just sitting in traffic for like an hour. So I was just the worst. so irritable. So sometimes we can just say things that are so extreme, like in a heightened emotional state, but it's like, you know, put words to it. Like, I just like shoveled a bunch of those whatever into my mouth and food doesn't sound appetizing to you right now. So I can't even think about where I want to eat for dinner, but like check in with me later about it. Check in with me in like 30 minutes and I'll be good. Especially if you had something that was like just carbs, like we burned through that so quick. Yes. Like you're going to be hungry soon after that. And I totally was. I totally was. And dinner was great. <laughs> oh, good. No, but that's a really real example. Yeah. That's so real. Anyway, yeah. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Do you want to go over like more things that like people say that we can reframe? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Like what are some things that you hear? Because I, you know, for me, I've been in the eating disorder space for a little while in regard to the population that I've been working with. And so there really is just a lot about about body image and stuff and and reframing that. But I'm curious to know, like, have you heard anything that I haven't mentioned yet from the people that you work with? And maybe like you don't have a reframe for it and maybe we can come up with one. Yeah. I have a couple clients right now that are going through some like the diagnostic process. They don't really know what's going on, but they just feel so often they're kind of in this waiting period. I have a Mm. client that's like, waiting for a biopsy have another one that's like waiting to get in with a specialist and so they're kind of in that waiting and just feeling so frustrated with their health because they're like I don't know what right action to take because I don't really know what's going on with my body so they're kind of feeling like they need to do something and take action now Mm. and they are falling victim to different ads that they're seeing different influence different supplements and just like crazy things and one of my clients ended up taking what's that one supplement ashwanda or something and oh then, ashwagandha yes is that it? so bad and then her liver enzymes were through the roof like it was literally doing liver damage from taking the supplement that she thought was helping her like right. it was just so crazy so i think there's i'm just sensing at the time of this recording i have several clients that are very frustrated in the waiting they're frustrated with their bodies that their bodies like aren't 
working properly. Mm -hmm. And because that's something that we say too, like if someone's like, oh, I hate my stomach, that can be a neutral reframe. It's like, I have a stomach that functions. I have a body that functions. Right. What do you do if like you feel like your body is just fighting against you and you really want answers? You feel like pressure to take action now when you probably just need to like sit, relax and wait. I think a good reframe, something to that they could just maybe like tell themselves is I want, you know, my body and I to be on the same team. And I think a goal for them maybe could be like waking up and identifying what their body needs in that day because every day changes. And then if you're going through different health issues that maybe you don't really have like a diagnosis or a treatment plan for, you know, it's, it's important to take it one day at a time. And then I think identifying that rest is really important and stress is stress is inflammatory. Stress is not yes. good. So if we're and I've been there because I am I am a strong I am a quite the stressy girl. So it's like I have been there where you're like so stressed about your health that it's doing more harm than good. So you know there's there's power in the pause of just sitting and identifying what does my body need today. And, you know, maybe it's like, oh, I said I was going to work out three times a week and, and blah, blah, blah. And I've only done it once and it's already Thursday or whatever. It's like, OK, I, that was my goal. I made that goal last week, let's just say. And today I'm just so exhausted. Like, don't know why I'm exhausted. Logically, I shouldn't be, but my body is. And so either I'm going to decide to do like a light walk or I'm just not going to move very much today and I'm just going to rest and like and be okay with that be okay with that yeah. decision and not thinking so far down the line and feeling like you need a plan and you got to do all these things yes. like just think about today the present moment how can I honor myself and what's the next best action step right right yeah. that's good that's good another thing that's been coming up a lot is comparison mm. where people you know they walk into a room they're constantly like kind of checking themselves and how they compare to other people social media a hundred percent like oh yeah we're just constantly comparing ourselves to other people like oh I should look like that or like it they're how other people are living or looking they're making that mean something about themselves because I don't look like that mm. that means I'm doing something wrong mm. I you know I I feel like we all walk around very insecure and kind of like feeling like all eyes are on us you know but if we all feel like that then really all eyes are on you know that the person right like we're just so hyper focused on how we look how we're sitting how are my clothes fitting like is my stomach sticking out like you know are people judging my outfit or everyone's so self-centered yes everyone's concerned about themselves yes and then when you look at someone else you're like oh their hair looks so clean i should have washed mine this morning like their skin is like so much clearer, like, you know, their their makeup just looks so much better. And like, what am I doing wrong? And, and you know, that outfit looks so cute on them. Like, it wouldn't look cute on me. Like, I feel like everybody else in my brain, like when I see them, looks probably a million times better than they perceive themselves. <laughs> and then I'm like, I wish. So what I've been trying to do, this is like a personally something that I'm working on, is that when I see other people, like I really look at other people and I'm like, they're so like beautiful and cool and like unique in their own way like I just it might be like creepy but I just like watch like the way that people like walk around and like the movements that they make when they when they talk and 
when they're interacting like people are so beautiful and like it it's probably true that people think that about me when they see me in you know 3d in real life like you know so I'm like over here like admiring everybody and I could take that and turn it into like oh, I probably look like a little hermit crab over here, like, you know, hunched over and frizzy hair and whatever. Like, you know, I can take that and, and, and you know, elevate everyone else and judge myself. And again, that's like shrinking and feeling small. Yeah. Or I can be like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. She's so pretty. Like, she's just, everything looks great on her. Like, you know, and like, I, I bet people think that about me. You know, and I can just, and maybe they don't. Maybe they think I'm a lunatic. Yeah, but, but, but it's fine. They probably do. Yeah. They probably do. And yeah. honestly, if you think about someone that you love and you care about and you're describing them to someone else that doesn't know them, like you would pick, oh my gosh, this person's so funny. They're a hard worker. Oh my God, they just, they slay everything they do. Yeah. You, oh my gosh, you would absolutely love them. Like they're, they're such a loyal friend. They're a good listener. Like you would go through all of these different things and qualities about them. You probably wouldn't even mention how they look because yeah. it's not important. It's honestly the least interesting thing about them. Yeah. And honestly, too, like when I see different people, like I, there's a lot of like body diversity in my life and like the, in the people that I interact with. And I just look because like sometimes I struggle with body image. Like it's just a fact, you know, and I don't think that we'll ever be like free from it, no matter like how much we help other people. Like it's on, on hard days. And I find it's usually like, when I'm tired and overwhelmed, I want to take it out on something that I can see and what I see is myself. But I see people in in different bodies than me and I'm like, they're so confident. They're so cool. Like they dress like so nicely. And I'm like, I can do the same thing. I can wear the jeans that are that are high-waisted that sometimes I feel insecure in and I don't have to put a jacket over regardless of my perceived what I perceive as flaws because other people might be like dang girl look at her rocking that outfit like you know because that's what I think about I give other people confidence yeah it's like oh wow I was thinking about wearing a jacket to cover up my arms but she's not yes she's not like I can do that too like you don't know who else you're inspiring too and I think we have to remember if we all exercise the same way ate the same way we would not look the same. We would not. We would still have very different bodies. And when we look to others to dictate how we should look, we really reject who we are. Yeah, it's so true. It's so oh. true. And I, I really do. And it's sad because, you know, you mentioned social media and like this topic of comparison of like, I sometimes I see like on obviously on my my explore page, it's like, you know, nutrition and whatever and dietetics and everything. And sometimes there's like exercise things. And I'm like, girl is so toned and whatever. And I start looking at the things that she does. And I'm like, well, I kind of like, I do those workouts. And then I'm like, Hannah, even if we ate the same, even if we moved the same, even if we lived in the same house and did all the same things, we would not, our bodies would not be identical. And that's a beautiful thing. That's such a beautiful thing. You know, and, and we... Like, and, and again, instead of seeing someone and like elevating them in your mind and, and then turning that back around and tearing yourself down, like, dang, that girl looks good. And then I just move on and I don't have to flip it around and like compare myself and think about me. What is she doing that I'm not doing? And how can I look like her? Like, I used to do that a lot when I was younger. I used to do that a lot. And I think that was when like the Victoria's Secret Angels were like really big and like, you know, their 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 fake tans and the bikinis and the 
their workout plan and their eating plan. It's like, you know, I'm like trying so hard to be someone else and I will never be someone else. So like, how can I like help myself and like set myself up for success to be the best me that I can be and like let my body exist as it wants to exist and do the movement that I find most joyful and fulfilling and eat the foods that nourish me and make me feel good, which might be different than than other people. And just like letting all of that be and be okay with it. Yeah. 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 It's okay to sit with that. And it's not realistic to be super positive every single day. It's okay to have difficult body image days. And we can acknowledge that I'm having a difficult body image day and I'm still a good person. Right. You know. Right. So good. So good. Yes. Oh, Hannah, thank you for all of your wisdom today, all of your reframes, just talking about the other nuance. You say everything with such grace. And I just really appreciate your perspective. And I know that our listeners are going to want more of you. So where can we find you? Where do you hang out? Yes, I am all over the internet. You can find me on Instagram, which is my favorite place to be. (laughs) I love social media. I really do. I can't live with it, can't live without it. You can find me on Instagram. It's at everybody nutrition. And there is a period between every word. So it's every.body.nutrition. I'm also on TikTok. You can just look up my name, Hannah Calhoun. I actually don't really know my TikTok username, but it's more of just, it's like a little bit of like nutrition body image. And then also me just being weird and trying to be funny. So if you're interested in seeing that, go ahead. We're here for it, girl. We Um, are here for it. But yeah, just head to my Instagram and and you can pretty much, you know, find find anything from there. Yeah. So and I love to chat with people. So anyone can DM me and stuff. And and I love a good conversation about all of this. So good. Me too. So we will link all of that up in the show notes. And our last question that we ask all of our guests is what's something you're going to do this week? to make your week better? I think I am going to really try and just be present. I really just want to be present in every moment that I'm in. I tend to like be in my head and kind of future trip. Be like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. But I really want to be present with the people around me and, you know, whatever it is that I'm that I'm doing in each moment in this coming week. That's good. That's good. Oh, I think. Hannah, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you, Abby. You You know, it was so fun. I love talking to you and I really appreciate you having me here. Hey, y'all. Thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently, in any way making your life better, I empower you to share the show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better and the reviews really do help in increasing our impact so thank you so much for taking the time to do that if you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle take my quiz it's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better